You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access, uh, Packers Family Night Edition, right? You can check us out on uh, Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. I'm joined by my good buddy Jacob here from the Packernet Fantasy Podcast. And and I, I got to be honest with you guys, it was rough tonight. We uh trying to find a stream, just trying to find some clips of Family Night. I don't know, Jacob. It kind of kind of feels like a Murph and the boys are over there building a nuclear bomb or something. They're being so secretive. Just just to see them, just to see them come out and run a toss sweep where nobody's allowed to tackle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they should have called it Packenheimer or something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> this is like some deep government secrets here. We had so we had streams shut down. Local news channels had to switch to going into like re- retirement. Um, weird. It was Obviously, strange, like. Wasn't it? Obviously, weird like pre-recorded stuff. Where at the last minute they must have gotten that call where it's like, "Shut it down." It's it shut it down, and then they did, man. They they put the uh, hit that red button, and it was. Um, and what's really a shame about it is that there was what seventy plus thousand people. Seventy. I mean, think about that. And they're worried about maybe some guy on the internet being like, "They're going to get our trades and secrets," you know. Um, in addition to that. You had people that were streaming it all over the place. As soon as, like we said, um, it got on to, to Boz's, uh, maybe I should, well, whatever. Uh, certain people were streaming and they were playing Madden, just playing some Madden, that's all, and had something in the background. During the initial stream, things were going really well. A guy had thousands of people following. Uh, Clayton got a little shout out right in the beginning. So I threw a little little super chat out there. Got myself a little uh, uh, shout out. And then Kurt Bankert. Decided that he wanted to shout out our shout outs. It was Kurt Banker hanging out in the bootleg stream, man. <laughs> it was, and that's so that's such a Kurt Banker move. He's it really such is. a uh, that's that's such a cool dude. Um, so yeah, of course. So the 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 man had to shut it down. I don't know who the man is in the situation. Maybe it's Murphy. I don't know, but they really put the kibosh on it real quick. Um, so we all were struggling. I did manage to get some handwritten 
really choppy notes of the first um, <laughs> offense drive and the second team. Um, and I've just got a couple interesting news and notes type, type stuff that I heard in the beginning 20 minutes leading up. They kind of prolonged the practice too, didn't they, Clayton? Because the, the start time, I mean, this yeah, was – it kind of felt like something something was a little off. We got Jake in the chat. Uh, Jake Shavink said we got a Jaden Reed Lambo leap, which is great. I'm excited about seeing that one for sure, man. Wish I could see it. Yeah, be great. Hey, <laughs> do this for us, uh, Jake. You know how they did back in the old time? They had the board where they said that the guys would be watch or would be hanging out in a in a smoke filled room, right? And a guy up front with some little stick figures, right, or little little magnets that they would move up and down the field, right? And 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 they were listening. I think they said it wasn't even a radio call. They were listening by Morris code or something from another town getting updates. And that's how people watch the game. So send us a homing pigeon or something, man. Let us know what's going on out there, dude. Um, yeah. Like Jacob said, man, we got the, we got word that NBC 26 was broadcasting. Like, all right, cool. We flipped it over there. About 10 minutes later, they got zapped. So I don't know if Mark Murphy, I don't know what happened, man. <laughs> I think Murph's working overtime tonight. I really do. <laughs> It just it, it does seem silly. Like, come on, it's, it's it is. It's 2023, and people, everybody has a better cell phone than than the than the camera guy had like ten five years ago. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm -hmm. the idea that we're protecting, like, again, trade secrets or any sort of, I just I don't understand it. There's probably, do you know that 32 different spies from different NFL 31 teams are probably there in attendance with their families. Like just, I love the green Bay Packers. They're great. And they're just recording the whole thing. I mean, I just, it is stupid uh, in my opinion. And it's just, it, I don't, why, why, what's, what's the benefit? Dude. I, I, I hear a lot of people, media members constantly bashing Mark Murphy and, uh, and I'm always like getting angry about. It. I'm like I'm getting mad in defense of Mark Murphy. You know, I'm like, man, hey, shut up, dude. I think he's done a good job. This now I'm always the knucklehead that defends him, right? And then tonight, though, when I was listening to these guys complain, right, about you know it not being, you know, televised or whatever, it kind of hit me. And I'm like, you know what, man, they're right. They they deserve every bit of criticism they're getting right now. Because, like you said, if, if someone wanted to scout this out, if someone wanted to, to get information, they can do it. They can do it in a heartbeat. It has nothing to do with the fans not being able to watch the screen. Um, is it the end of the world? No. And I don't want to make a, a huge ordeal out of it. I'd rather talk about positive things. But at the same time, it's like, you know, let me just put it this way. I'm just going to come out and say it. Jason Wildey is one that constantly complains about Mark Murphy. And what he said was, you know, uh, for an organization that, that loves to strut around and say we're owned by the fans, we're owned by the community, you sure don't do hardly anything for that community as far as giving them access and stuff. And, I, and I've and i been one that's like, shut up, Wildy, dude. It ain't that big of a deal. Like you're over Now I'm to the point I'm like, man, I get it. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but it is what it is, right? We've got some news and notes, right, we're going to kind of hit on. Um, like I said, Jake Shavink talking about Jaden Reed doing a Lambo leap. I think we've actually got that one. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen here. Uh, Jacob, if I can pull it up. Um, we'll see if we can get a, a few of these images and videos and just kind of give people an update on what's going yeah. on out there at Family Night. Because this is stuff that's being shared on social media. Anyone can see it. I don't want to hear yeah. 
anyone complaining that, oh, God, well, you're doing something illegal? No, no, we're not. We're sharing stuff that's out there in a public forum. So, all right, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen. This is the Jaden Reed Lambo Leap that he's on. Can you see the screen? Yeah. All right. Blow it up. Blow it up. So you're going to see the, the play here. Quick pass, obviously. Nobody on him. We go with the Lambo Leap. This is stuff they don't want to want to get out. Red China don't want this. Yeah. Serious, <laughs> but I right, guess stuff. So that was the Jaden Reed. Um, Lambo Leap is very first Lambo Leap. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. I thought I heard somebody ding in here, but I guess not. All right. Um, yeah, one it, of the things that, go ahead. No, I just, as a guy that lives in Wisconsin, so Clayton, you're down in Tennessee, correct? Right. So as a guy that lives in Wisconsin, I've paid Wisconsin state taxes for basically my whole life. other than a few years when I lived down there in Nashville. I live on the border of Wisconsin and Minnesota. I'm in a place called Hudson. If you, it's right across, literally there's a river. It then turns into Mississippi, separates the whole United States of America. I, like I said, I don't pay for anything in Minnesota. I don't pay for their taxes. I don't pay for anything there. I don't go there because I don't like Minnesota. I think it's a dirty state filled with dirty people, and I hate it. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, so why do I have to listen to, to local Minnesota coverage? Every single thing, when I turn on my news, I listen to the Minnesota Vikings, the, the Twins. I listen to... Minnesota weather forecast, which granted, they're going to blow this way. I know how the world works. That being said, me, Jacob, I'm running for president in 2024. And my platform is going to be that if you live in a state, you get that local state coverage, regardless of what your internet provider is, what your cable provider is, where you live, you have access to your local state authorities. It sounds a little bit crazy, but in a way it is kind of a good idea because Think about it. If you're listening to your like, my, I don't get to see my political candidates. I'm not saying what I would vote for. I'm just saying I watch Minnesota candidates as I live in Wisconsin. That to me is insane. Now add that into the 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 the, the sports aspect of it. I'm a shareholder. My family has shareholders that live in this part of, of the country of this part of the state. We have to just, for whatever reason, somebody decided that they signed a contract that I don't get to listen to my local media, my local sports team. And if I try to do it, then the guy that runs my sports team is going to literally ban my channel or he's going to, you know, put in, encourage social media uh, companies to put a strike on my channel. I just I don't agree with it. I don't understand it. The Packers social media, it, it feels like it's 1996 still and they just figured out how to work the Internet. And it's that, you know, like where it was that weird alarm. You couldn't log on to the internet sneakily at any time. I tell you that you were there was like a foghorn going off. <laughs> that you were going on the internet. I'm just saying, the Packers need to get a little bit more updated. They need to start listening to their fan base because we paid for all those nice new like stuff y'all yeah. got there. So yeah. I'm a dumb redneck. So I'm a dumb redneck, and I approve this message. All right. There you <laughs> Um, we got Clayton. M. Smitty in the chat says, amen on Minnesota being a dirty state. <laughs> um, See? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I do know this. I don't, I'm, I'm sure Ryan Schlipp is watching along at home. He's, you know, hanging out with family. He's probably actually watching the uh, Packers family now. Who knows? But I, I wanted to share this for everybody. Um, you know, Mr. Schlipp was complaining about Lucas Van Ness being too pretty, right? So I made a few calls, and we – we got that taken care of. Tell me if you can see this or not, Jacob. Oh, go. okay. I got that. There we go. Is that is that ugly enough for you there, Schlip? 
Hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that clean Photoshop there. That is pretty um, good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And That's pretty good. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, the thing that stood out to me, Ryan Wood tweeted out, Jonathan Owen, second straight start at safety. Talking about, you know, second, uh, second straight practice where he lined up with the ones as safety. All right. So is, you know, is Jonathan Owen starting to separate himself a little bit? Possibly. Right. You guys know I'm not very high on him. Um, PFF wasn't either. He's probably as sad as it is to say he's probably a better tackler than Savage and Savage being a first round pick. That's pretty wild. But that says a lot about the rest of his game, too. Right. So um, Jonathan Owen's. You know, could he be that that other safety starting opposite uh opposite Rudy Ford? Because and you know, like Ryan said on his pod, Jacob, it sounds like Rudy Ford has kind of separated himself as the number one safety right now, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like is that he is running the majority of the snaps. I think we talked about it the last time that I was on. That basically it's been Ford getting paired with other people, usually Ford and Savage, but in the last couple of practices, the last practice, it was no Savage. Ford getting paired with Owens, with uh, uh, a lot of the other guys, uh, even Levitt, like guys like that, which um, can we back up just for a second and talk about, I don't know if you got to the stream before it started, but it was a really cool little thing that they did today where they brought the players' children onto the field pregame. Did you happen to see that? Yeah, I've actually got it right here. I'll, I'll share it. Keep it's, talking it was, cool. about it. it was just really cool. You got to see Preston bring his kid down. You got A.J. Dillon bringing his newborn baby down. Um, I believe you had Kenny Clark out there with his kid. And they usually used to save that for the end of the night stuff, like as everything was wrapping up. But it was kind of more of like it's a family night, right? So it right. makes more sense for them to bring that out in the beginning of the day. It's, it's you know, it's not 7 o'clock or it is more like 7 o'clock, not 9 o'clock, 930. Literally, kids, if they're going to remember it, even though they're very young, they're likely more to remember it. Yeah, there you go. Um, just, you know, having that. It, there you it, see it. It was just, it was cool, man. It's beautiful. It's like, I guarantee you that like that makes more of an impact on a lot of these players. Not, I won't say than the money does, but the fact that the money, you can make that money on any franchise, but if you have these moments paired with that money, it makes your career like so much more f like f fulfilled. I, I would have to imagine. I, I just. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Preston Smith video. I thought this one was awesome. Yeah. Hey, check out Keyshawn Nixon with his kids, man. This is yeah. really cool. Look at this. Watch them. They're going to shoot an arrow. Check them out. Got them trained. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get no better than that, man. I love that's Keyshawn awesome. Nixon, dude. Love me some <laughs> Keyshawn Nixon. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's something that's real important. You know, it really is. I like this right here. This was – I'm wondering if this was Tim out here on the field. Jacob, I don't know, man. Watch this. This guy's going to go out here and try to catch a punt. That ain't no good, man. What are you doing jumping at that thing? It doesn't look all right. Yeah, that's Tim, uh, Tim seemed like he was good to go. I think I saw him and his wife uh, in the stands there, uh, pre pre stands, pre game stands. I thought he took a picture. Oh, what man, is that, this? That, is that this looks 20, bad. Is this the twenty twenty one special team series? That looked bad, dude. That was a Mari twenty twenty one. Please don't hit him in the face. Oh man, that's ugly, 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 ugly. Yeah. So good stuff going on there. Um, so. One of the big stories tonight, I think it's a big story, a big deal, is Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft sounded like he had a good practice, sounded like he had his best practice. Um, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Paul Brettel or uh, 
I can't remember, but they said uh, Sean Clifford actually uh, hit Tucker Craft for a touchdown. And then there was a and Anthony Johnson was in coverage on that play. And then they said there was another play where Aaron Jones or maybe it was AJ Dillon scored a rushing touchdown. They actually said that it was a a combo block of Tucker Craft, um, an offensive lineman, and Luke Musgrave. So just showing them actually out there, you know, run blocking, um, kind of cool. Uh, you know, Tucker Craft, like I said, they, they're saying it was his his best practice so far of the year. And um, I think he is one of those guys that it's going to take some time to kind of grow into that role and, and understand the offense and everything. But I also think just the way he acts, the way he carries himself, Jacob, I think Tucker Craft's one of those guys, the moment's never going to be too big for him. He ain't going to go out there with a clinched a clinched rear end. You know what I'm saying? He just seems like the type that's just going to go out there and, and, and play loose. I, I really believe that. Yeah, I actually have. Um, like I we talked about before we went on the air here, I was basically be able. To, uh, I was able to chart the first team's kind of whatever you call it, first team uh, drill, and then when the second team took over, I just took a couple notes. One of them was the defense had LVN and Egbare as the edge. The offense had uh, the second team running back started was Goodson, and he looked like he was doing just really. I I do think that now. He is a lock for that third running back. As of now, I will say that. That's just my opinion. Who knows? Um, Clifford had a couple overthrows, but then I see here I wrote down Tucker Craft. Nice catch. Got upfield. A 10-yard gain. Easy. And again, these guys aren't really necessarily hitting. They 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 shoot to the point of contact, and they let up. So they basically kind of touch the guy sort of thing, and you can see that. But I would guess just with the angle that Tucker had and his speed that he would have had at least a 10 yard gain on that. I don't think that's the one exactly that he's talking about. Cause right after that is when the, the stream got cut. Um, but also I did see um, Tucker craft just looks, he just looks comfortable. He doesn't look like the, it's, the moment's no. too big for him. He looks like he's what I like about him is he looks like he's very, very, um, concerned with securing the catch. And then he has that very violent again, run where he turns up field and just starts power stomping. And I love that about him. He, he does though look like he's very concerned with securing the catch before he moves up field. I know there's a lot of guys that, um, you know, are great at thinking about what they're going to do once they catch the ball and therefore they don't catch the ball. You know what I mean? So yeah. another thing though, Musgrave, uh, one of the first plays he did, it was like a little cut tight end, uh, I don't want to say it was this. Oh, no, no. It was a slant where he kind of like a delayed slant and he took the ball, grabbed it, moved up field really quickly. I don't remember who was guarding him. I don't know if it was Savage that fell down. Somebody fell down, but they didn't fall down just because like they tripped over their own feet. It's, I swear it's because he was so quick that he didn't think that they could keep up with the stride. And so he tried to match the stride and tripped like ended up tripping that way. You know what I'm saying? So like Musgrave yeah. again, wasn't he clocked in randomly as the, the, the fastest player at practice again? I don't know. <laughs> Not today. I'm saying, I think this was uh, the day before or yes, or possibly Thursday or something like that. <laughs> Guy says Kraft runs like he's angry at the grass. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Eric Sutherland, Sutherland in the chat says I would have filled half the tunnel with my seven kids. That's seven <laughs> kids. Seven kids that you know about, Eric. All right, let's there be honest. Just saying. All right, um, let's go back. Let's share share a few more images here, Jacob, real quick. First of all, this was this was Title Town earlier, right? I thought this was a really cool shot. Look at that place, dude. You kidding me? Just, I can just see the draft there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like they have so much so much room for so many more activities, right? Just like so much space, so much space for activities. <laughs> Making my head spin. 
There's the new video boards. I don't know if you can see that, I'm sure. Yep. Blaring a little crazy train. Man, those video boards are absolutely gorgeous, dude. Gorgeous. Um, got that. I'm just going to kind of roll back through everything I bookmarked. Um, there was another shot here that I wanted you to see. It was cool. Here Did you, you happen to see right before they kicked off, they had a pan out view that had the sunset with the clouds. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was unreal. Absolutely unreal. Are you see QB one taking the field? Ooh, there he goes. You're talking McGill, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. QB1, yeah <laughs> hey dude, I'm Clifford's growing on me, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, he, you know, hearing John Eric Sullivan talk about him, um, the director of player personnel, um, who I think might be the front runner for uh, taking uh, taking our boy uh, Murphy's job when Murphy steps out. You think so? Um, could be, could be. Here they are coming out of the tunnel. Pretty good stuff here. A random T-shirt idea: If if Clifford ends up becoming huge, he's Clifford the big red dog, and then you have him in his red practice shirt jersey. Just saying, he's that dog. <laughs> Just, oh, all right, so right here, I want to hit on this. This was Jordan Love showing his mobility. He actually uh, scrambled and hit Aaron Jones for a touchdown pass. It's a little hard to see because it's it's filmed vertically, but I want you guys to see. This is really cool. If you can if you can catch it, he throws off platform a sidearm throw around the defender. This is what they've been talking about when they were talking about him making those Mahomes like throws. Watch him right here if you can see it. Right here, watch. That's a tight window in between two defenders. Touchdown. And That's the type of stuff they were talking about. And you know what's crazy is that the, the defenders, it's not that they gave up, but they just they didn't even have a split second to make a play on the ball because they're like, oh, we got him. Like yeah. he can't he can't fit that in there. And then if you watch them, they're just like, Oh, sh really? Like Whoop. and they just kind of look at each other like, Oh, come yep. on. <laughs> like <laughs> So you're kind of seeing some of that stuff we were talking about. Um, let's see. We've already covered that. Scroll back through. This is uh, Here's a net ball from QB1. Let's watch it again here real quick. Pretty ball right there. Bang. Love it. And then there's awesome shot. Jaden Reed's first Lambeau leap. Yeah. Love it. And uh, got an update on kickers too, Jacob. It's kind of cool. Um, let me get off the screen real quick. Andres Carlson on the night, um, according to Paul Brettel, good from 43 with Whelan Holden, good from 45 with O'Donnell Holden, no good from 50. Whelan was holding, but high snap, uh, tough to handle. Carlson five for six tonight, and he's now 21 for 33 overall in camp. So had a pretty good night, five for six, right? Um, not perfect. Don't need you to be perfect. If you can average five of six, I'm good with it, man. I'm good with it. Um, pretty cool seeing him get out there and kick in Lambeau for the first time. And uh, I guarantee you they're feeling a little bit better about him after tonight than they were going in, for sure. Yeah. Especially um, because of the fact that they have a crowd. It's a game-type situation. That's yeah. huge. That he performed well under pressure. Absolutely. Um, we got uh, Corey Lamp. I love Lamp in the chat. He said uh, – <laughs> he said – how is Quay Walker looking, guys? I haven't heard a peep tonight. Uh, um, so actually, yeah. Quay, um, I, I I was able to handwrite the notes when I actually had the stream that I could watch. So I was able to handwrite the notes for the first team, uh, basically team drive, and then about halfway through the second team drive, 
and I match it up with what Andy Herman actually wrote down. And I'm very proud to say that I'm almost, I, I, I did some good notes here. So it sounded like that Tom had a, a false start on the first play overall. Love overthrows Dobbs pretty I'm sorry. He, he said he uh, underthrew him. I, in my opinion, he overthrew him, but it was more like he was trying to make a play on Jair. Jair was just not fooled at all. So the ball, I would say, was probably underthrown. Uh, I think that's right. Um, Quay, though, third play of that whole sequence. Quay made a nice pursuit. They did a toss. I believe it was a toss right to Jones, and then he sifted black, uh, back over to the left side, and Quay came in on the backside and filled like the B gap and just absolutely, it would not have been the way he squared up on him. It would have been maybe a one yard gain tops. Um, after that, it, uh, we don't have to get into all those things, but as far as, as far as, uh, oh, uh, Walker himself, he looked decent and he looked like he was in charge of the defense and he was looked like he was confident. And I know there's been a lot of talk about him in the off season, trying to get like his mental health together and, and, seems like he's really confident, which is cool to see. And Matt LaFleur specifically, and I believe, gosh, uh, Ryan had a segment talking about how they talked about there was a certain amount of guys up. Gudekunst, it was Gudekunst's interview. We talked about there was a certain amount of guys coming in a year two, year three that just show a different type of player and their mentality. And without saying it, he basically listed Quay and and other than Devontae Wyatt and a few other guys, like you have to basically say it was Quay. And you can kind of see it just through his interviews, his the way he's holding himself when he's talking, the way he's being humble, the way that he's acknowledging that, yeah, I messed up a lot of really stupid stuff. The way that they're talking about, hey, they know that you freaked out last year and you went really AWOL. Like, they're going to start picking you, like, every day, every single practice, every single game. And he's like, yeah, I want them to because that way I can train myself. I've been talking to people how to keep my cool because I know that I have a target on my back right now. I just think that that's really – it shows a lot of maturity from a guy that we thought that maybe could be a liability, but he just seems like he's, he's growing, which is, which is cool. Definitely. Paul Brittle with an update on Carlson round three with field goals. Good from 51 O'Donnell Holden. Good from 53 Whelan Holden seven for eight tonight. Nice response after an up and down week. So that is great freaking news there, fellas. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, Goose in the chat. I'm late. Had troubles with a build. Love sounds very up and down again. Down again, can you confirm? Um, I was watching before the streams got cut. Um, <laughs> before Murphy, <laughs> before Murphy cut the line there, uh, I was watching them throw deep. He threw deep the Dobbs early on twice, testing Jair. It was a single high look. The safety got over both times. It was thrown into double coverage, but you can tell they were working on that deep ball. To me, the accuracy looked good. He was just, you know, double covered, right? And that wasn't one of those drills where it's like, okay, this is an 11-on-11. It was just, hey, let's take a deep shot here against cover one man. Um, The accuracy looked good. Uh, Goose, we just showed a clip just a second ago, him throwing a sidearm throw. You could see that off-platform throw. He was rolling left, um, didn't really set his feet, just kind of squared up to the line of scrimmage. And, uh, and, yeah, delivered a great ball there. So, I think up and down – is uh is a pretty accurate assessment i do um it's just family night is an opportunity for everybody to get out there right and and get around the team and get around other fans and just get in inside a lambeau field so it's so hard to to get a real feel for everything you've got guys that are reporting on it but um 
they're not allowed to show too much, right? Um, or else they're going to get banned. <laughs> and uh, the tweets themselves is really what you got to look out. You got to watch for coming through. So it makes it a little bit tough here. Uh, Corey in the chat says, Andy Herman is the man. So, uh, yeah, awesome to hear you compare yourself to him, LOL. And also thanks for the work and notes talking about you, Jacob. And then Corey says, I hope you don't have to run the defense. I hope he can just go this year. Go this year. Thanks again. Got it. All right. I guess you were talking about Quay. Is that right, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, yeah, yeah. think about that, too. He had to wear the green dot last year, right, when when Dre went out. Um, yeah. With Dre in the lineup now, him not having to have those green dot duties, he can just he can just play, man. He can just run loose, right? Um, yeah. Now, one thing, though, that I thought we should mention, too, there was no Bakhtiari today, no Jenkins. So not mm -hmm. to say that it would affect Love's, you know, this is a, basically a practice. So they know that they're not going to – the quarterback knows in the back of his mind he's not going to be hit. And if he does, whoever hits him, oh, God help them. It's not going to be good. Um, one thing that I didn't understand tonight, it's like I get it's a it's a walkthrough, it's a practice, it's a, a scrimmage in, in theory. Mm -hmm. But I saw when we first opened up, well, they're doing the one-on-ones. This is before we even talked. I was still watching. I don't remember which original stream you could watch before it got cut by the FBI of Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> Jair, Jair Alexander was taking reps against Jadakis Bonds. Why? They were doing one-on-one -on -one drills. Why? Why would you even do that? To me, I don't even understand why you would let – it should be Dobbs and Watson and Reed, maybe Torre against just strictly Razul, Jair, if Stokes was healthy, Stokes, and then, you know, Nixon. Why aren't we sharpening? I, I don't want to see the reps on them. That's like you I, – I just – I don't get that. I don't think it's worthwhile. I don't think it, it – and another thing, the camera guy, whoever was running the camera, that was horrible. Again, Green Bay Packers media, like, I love Larry McCarron. I love those guys, Wayne. I love them. But, like, they're talking as the practice is going on, which is what we're there <laughs> to watch. And they're like, ah, oh, Anaguanu. And then they're, they cut to a thing of them talking about Anaguanu or whatever. And then they also are like, <laughs> on the field here, look at how great they are. And they're just focusing on one backup quarterback that's not even throwing the ball. And they're right, just right. – they for five minutes – and, I'm and like, think about it, though. We're watching the practice, right? Like, I just, I don't think about it, Jacob. I guarantee you that was by design. I bet it was. I want you guys to explain as little as possible of what's actually going on on the field. We're going to have guests on. We're going to, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't fit the narrative. Why put 70,000 people there? <laughs> I'll tell like, you why. It's a little bit of that money. Uh, uh, Goose, that's true. Goose said in the chat, if we only, if only we could watch, actually watch. So we had a better gauge. Friggin' Mark. Hey, listen, don't you don't you cuss Mark Murphy. This I'm gonna tell you right now. Look, Goose, here you go. But y'all don't say that. Shut up. <laughs> y'all don't say that. I thought you were going for 65%. 65%. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we got Andy here uh, on the line. Andy's still stuck in Kansas. Andy, do talk to us, man. We're so upset about not being able to find this stream, man. You you wasn't bootlegging anything out there tonight, were you, man? No, no, I, I saw, but as much as everybody else saw before, yeah, it got it got cut. Got you. Well, with what you did see, what did you think tonight, man? <laughs> Well, I think, you know, first of all, it's refreshing from some of the past years. 
Um, I was thinking today, you know, in, in other years when we knew it was going to be Rogers, we knew it was going to be kind of the, the, the cast of, of a lot of the same characters from, from years past family night was about all the families that showed up to, to Lambo, obviously, which of course it is tonight too. But um, I think family night tonight might be a lot about the Packers family and trying to figure out and make some real true decisions getting into less than a week now from the first preseason game. You know, what do we really actually have? And like tonight, obviously Bakhtiari was not out there. So they had Yashin at left tackle when they started doing the 11 on 11s. But if you take, you know, uh, Yash out and put Bakhtiari in, I, I kind of hope that that's our five. I kind of hope that that's what they already know. I know they always talk about put the best five out there, but I don't want, I, I I'm kind of tired of that could be anybody. How about we yeah. make a decision, go with what we have, really find out if it's the best five, just so that we know, I think, I think who we've got. Cause I can see those five being the guys go into, you know, not really preseason because they're probably not going to play, but take that and then add to that a solid running game. Jordan Love does have a connection with Dobbs. You can tell. Reed, you can tell. Uh, Musgrave and Kraft. I mean, that's a good handful of people that going forward, I, I think that we can be pretty happy about on the offensive side. And the guys on the defense that are either competing or, or making – um, you know, early, uh, second year leaps or whatever has been very encouraging. I was really happy with your uh, interview with Paul Brettel. He really, I think, fleshed out nicely all the competitiveness that he sees going on on a daily basis at training camp. That was really exciting to hear his excitement about all of the different com- competitions that, you know, were going even into the, to the backups. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I- I completely understand what you're saying with the offensive line, and I agree, man. I, I wish, uh, wish they just settle on five and then have your swing tackle and have a back, a backup interior offensive lineman and just run with it. And it, it I don't know, it's it's kind of like uh, paralysis by analysis, right, Andy? They're constantly yeah. trying to find well, how oh, can yeah. we make it a little bit better to get the best five out there, and and these guys are just having to having to constantly adjust to the the different footwork from each position and everything else, right? Yeah, the only other thing I, I thought of this week, too, was, you know, when we had, uh, as I said, Rodgers and a lot of the veterans, and we were trying to, to run it back, get, you know, get, get into the Super Bowl and everything like that, it always seemed, especially with a lot of pre-agent additions, uh, well, not a lot, but specific ones or re-signing guys that we were, you know, kind of pushing to make it happen with, with these guys because the door was closing. Well, the door is opening, and I don't want to wait to not push. I want to push now what, why couldn't we push now and really find it? And what I mean by that, someone say, well, what are you talking about last year when the rookies had to play, especially at receiver or when we needed some, something to happen, even with the young guys, guys who in past years wouldn't get much playing time, got playing time last year, Wyatt down the stretch. And then what we've seen in him uh, or, or from him in, in camp so far, why not push now, make the decision push and and just and just find out i don't think with the ability that these guys have if we put a lot of young guys out and say we want you to run the scheme go for it i don't know how that's going to be disastrous yeah i just don't i just don't think that it's totally going to blow up on our face with that many guys with with that much talent we've seen individuals not put it together into a into a team 
effort. I think the defense is pretty much well described like that. Look at all these individual talents. Are we going to make a team out of this or not? I don't know. Why don't you push them and find out? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you won't know unless you unless you try, right? And uh, you talking. I mean, with that many draft picks, there's going to be a couple studs in there. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of are you giving them an opportunity to showcase that? So uh, we yeah. got Dakota on hold here. Um, Andy, you got right. anything? You got anything else for us, buddy? Uh, not this time around. I'll catch you guys later. Thanks again. Hey, thanks for calling in. Andy. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, see ya. See ya. That was Andy in Kansas. Good stuff. And uh, Dakota, we're going to go to you in just a second. I want to highlight something. First of all, Jake Shavink said it's okay. We only we're just under six days until preseason game one. You got that right, man. And then he also said in the chat, Jaden Reed might be him. And you're probably going, what's he mean by that? Let me show you what he means by that. So check out this play right here. Just confirm you can see it, uh, Jacob. And um. It did not update, I don't believe. We've got a we got a catch by Jaden Reed. I was trying to show you guys. I'll go back and find it right here in just a second. Um, let's go to Dakota while I try to pull that up. We got Dakota in Tennessee. Dakota, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are y'all? Oh, we're good, man. You you down there bootlegging copies of this family night, do be honest. Look, I found one on YouTube and I think it's still going, actually. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> well, definitely doing that. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was on the uh, the original one we started, and I made a I made a joke, the one that you posted in the Twitter group thing. I made a joke on there about if there's any Bears fan watching this stream legally, they got to tell us so we can get back to Murphy. And then, of course, Kurt Benkert, he got on, and nobody saw my joke. But anyway, that that was a good time. <laughs> Yeah. Heck yeah! What's uh what stood out to you tonight, man? Anything uh anything concerning? Anything you're excited about? Well, I was excited to see uh, Anders Carlson do do kind of as well as he did, because yeah. uh back to uh you know Murphy being worried about people, I don't know, scouts, somebody paying attention to our family night and giving secrets away. I'm not sure, but we can prove that it, somebody is watching our practices if they just choose not to ice the kicker because he usually misses the first one of his sets anyway. So yep. if they just decide not to ice them, then uh, I guess people are watching. But no, uh, I did uh, – I saw him kick. That that excited me. He did really well. But I really liked watching Luke Musgrave. And I know I've talked about him several times, but he looks like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. He's a grown man. Jacob, are you feeling better about uh about Musgrave, dude, as we get closer? It sounds like like Ryan was highlighting. He's tied in one, man. They're not just uh, flexing him out there. It looks like they're giving him every opportunity to play attached and everything. Yeah, I don't think that uh, – when I first – beginning of the year right after the draft, uh, I was telling people, like, draft Musgrave for sure with your last, like, pick in any sort of fantasy draft because this guy could sneakily just be a random tight end one as a rookie. It's really rare, super rare. Again, we've talked about it. It's like Jeremy Shockey, Evan Ingram, and Kyle Pitts are the only tight ends that have had any sort of actual production as year one tight ends. And so then I started thinking, oh, man, Deguara, he's going to start stealing snaps. They trust him more. He's that H-back type thing. They have not shown that in practice. And if you look back at the last few years, of, especially under Matt LaFleur's uh, training camps, they, they kind of show their cards in a way. They really show – who's running with the first team offense who with the second team, basically Musgrave has been running first team without a doubt since we started. And then tonight, again, he gets a, a few 
great throws over the middle. I believe he had a great uh, slant route. He then had one that was kind of like a Musgrave, had, had a slip, like a tight end screen behind the line of scrimmage. Jordan Love probably would have had a lot more pressure had it been a live actual game scenario, but he kind of just sidearmed it over to Musgrave. And Musgrave made like a – it looked almost like Love is throwing it away, and Musgrave dragged it out of the dirt, made a weird like cross-his-body catch, and then made up it made up the field. Like So it is encouraging to see what he can do. He has a freakish body. And, again, the only other person that I can see in the NFL right now that are that can do the same type of things that Musgrave can do is Dalton Kincaid, the rookie in Buffalo, where they're literally lining him up in the slot as a Y, in line, off the ball, H back. They're making him in motion. The guy is doing a lot. And um, like Clayton said, it's just at this point, and Tucker Craft did a lot of things tonight, had a couple of really good catches, showed again that he can move up the field violently. So I'm, I'm really excited about the tight ends. Who needs Mercedes? Can you, uh, can you guys see the screen here, Jacob? Yeah, I got you. All right, we're going to lay this out. This was a Jaden Reed catch, and here's here's the first thing that pops to me on this video. First of all, I'm going to try to rattle it off as quick as I can without notes here, but the Packers are coming out, and is it looks like a gun 11, tight doubles off, okay? You got a double set. Now, they were in a trip set, but the tight end shifted back to the opposite side. That now makes it doubles, right? Here's your, here's your boy Musgrave, right? Here's what I want you to focus on. Look at Quay right here. Look at Devondre. What are they doing, guys? They're they're literally they're switching, right? They're switching spots because of the motion. What's that tell you? Dre is man coverage. Most likely, he's at least in man match on Luke Musgrave. And you're going, oh, are they they're playing man coverage right now? Look at the, look at the DBs. Look down here. Look right here, right up on the line of scrimmage. So let's watch Jaden Reed here. I believe he's right here in the slot. Okay, watch Jaden Reed on this play. We roll it forward. A little sugar there. Look at Quay Sugar. Is he coming up? Just dropping. Look at that snatch, dude. Are you kidding me? Watch him snatch that out of the air. That's those hands we're talking about. That's nice. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Heck yeah. Jaden Reed. Good stuff. That's exactly what our boy uh, Jake was talking about in the chat, guaranteed. So uh, Goose in the chat says, I can't wait to watch Reed and these young guys play. Even if we don't win a lot of games, I think we are going to see this team really grow into its new shape this year. Yeah, man. Um, every bit of experience is, uh, is good experience for sure. Dakota, we got Emilio waiting in the hopper here, man. You got anything else you want to want to hit on before we let you go, Bob? Well, just, just talking about Jaden Reed, you know, I got Jaden Reed, of course, mentioned Luke Musgrave. Uh, I honestly think, um, Tyler Goodson might make it over, uh, Lou Nichols and, and Patrick Taylor just because he is more shifty and can do many more things. But um, I know I keep I keep mentioning motion <laughs> every time I come on here, and I always preface it with me learning. You know, I'm at the beginning stages of learning a bunch of stuff. But uh, you know, I was looking back at last year, and there was a lot of motion. But I think the quality of the motion and the quality quality of the players matter. Of course, last year, you know, they did about 27 jet sweeps to the right with. Uh, What's his name? Christian Watson in two two games. They did about 27 of those. I was about tired of seeing those. And uh, the only one they had to worry about was Christian Watson. Nobody's worried about Cobb. Nobody's worried about Mercedes Lewis. They ain't worried about Alan Lazard. But we got shiftier, faster, younger players now. So, man, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm freaking excited, man. Yeah, definitely. Same here, buddy. Same here. We appreciate you calling in, Dakota. It's always a pleasure speaking to you, bub. All right. Yes, sir. Y'all have a nice one. No, you too, man. Take care. All right. right. That was Dakota in Tennessee. And it looks like we got us some comedians in here. Garrett's in the chat. He says, I'm more excited for for this season than Clayton getting his hair moose of the month supply. (laughs) It's a gift that keeps on giving. Did you see that apparently there was just a big play from uh Yeah, Bob I'm excited to uh to find it. I wanted to mention this before I reset my timeline. Rob Domofsky <laughs> said Tariq Carpenter, who quietly switched a linebacker from safety this offseason, dropped into coverage and picked off Sean Clifford in a live period. Biggest defensive play from him so far at his new spot. So he got him a got him a pick there. That's uh he, he should be a coverage linebacker, that's for sure, moving forward. Let's go to Emilio in Tennessee as I run down and update this stream. Emilio, how you doing tonight, Bub? Good fellas, how are you? No, we're Emilio. great, man. We're doing great. You uh you bootlegging the stream down there? What are you doing down there in Tennessee? I was for a little bit there and then uh then I lost it, so I just was kind of tracking updates here and there. So, you know, just, just keeping up with it. But uh some some of the stuff that I did catch when I was watching it, um, some some of the offensive plays that were going through was a twenty-six toss uh in twenty-one personnel to AJ in I formation. Gotta love that, you know, bringing it back. Um, then they came back to it that next the next drive with a 25 dive, still 21 personnel, and then a 25 trap with the fullback in there Woo! to go. So I lo- love seeing the I formation, bringing it back. You know that that's I eat that up. Oh yeah, you know, who was in at fullback? Was it Pearson or was it Deguara? 
Yeah, I think it was Pearson the whole yeah. time. Pearson. Pearson. Yeah, DeGuara's out tonight, I believe. Yeah. Is he? So, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pearson, man. He might. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows, dude? Pearson might be able to. Might have to adjust know. a three. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. I've got a. Uh, I've got that Watson clip. Um, Amelia, what else you got, buddy? What else is on your mind tonight, man? I, I do. First of all, you talking about running plays, calling out the signals, the numbers, the traps, everything, dude. You got me fired up. Now I'm gonna have to go break down some film when we get off here, man. Um, that was all I caught, you know. But I was able to kind of drag it back on the live clipping and, and rewatch it once or twice just to get it, just to get it. That, but. Uh, the only other thing I saw in that clipping was uh, when Devontae Wyatt uh, sniffed out that tight end screen and ate that up when they were running through some of the reps. But um, is that is that the tight end screen that still Musgrave caught? Is that the one I was talking about? I think so. Yeah. Side armed it and it was like he yeah. looked like he was almost throwing it away. Musgrave dove like bend his body and then he's. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's not a live actual practice, but it looked like they kind of wrote him off that he could even one, make the throw to catch it and still move up field. But it was cool. Like I said, uh, like you said, Wyatt, they messed that up. It should not have worked. That play shouldn't have worked. Right. Yeah. Jake in the chat said, love to Watson for a touchdown. Um, Moss Ballantyne. Hope we get that clip. Let me tell you something, Jacob. Jake, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake Shavink. You ask and you shall receive. Here we go. Y'all ready? This is truly a Moss, too. I want you to look at the bottom of the screen here. They're in a gun 11. Doubles, Y flex, Musgrave flex right here is what we're talking about. Some people will call that F. I call it Y flex because he's the only tied in in the formation. And you've got a uh, halfback strong because he's on the same se- same side of the field as the tight end. Right down here is your Christian Watson. Here is the victim, Ballantyne. Let's roll it here and see what we got. Good luck with that, Ballantyne. That's a pretty throw, too. Lost. I like it. What do you think? What do you think there, Emilio? Can you see this or are you just listening? Yeah, no, I was I was just I was just taking a peek at the defense there. It looked like they were in cover one there with the uh, Keyshawn running across. Let's see. Drop Savage down into the center. Oh, yeah. And then everybody manned up. That's manned up. You're right, man. Watch Keyshawn. And, and that's how you're that's how you're seeing it, right, Emilio? Yep, you watch yep. Keyshawn come over right they here. Flip, and then both the backers go. And then Savage looks like he drops back into center field there. Yep. And you got it looks like right here the safety you got catch man. So what you got with Jordan Love is he's he's probably looking here. He's seeing Key go over at at the snap. He knows what he's got right here because he sees this guy peeking on Musgrave. Right? Yep, he knows his matchup. Boom, we're going right up top. See you. That's good stuff, dude. Good <laughs> stuff. All right, so that was the Christian Watson buzz, man. Hey, we're getting a little bit of it again, man. That was some good touch on that pass there, fellas. Like that's yeah. uh, yeah. That's nothing to nothing to scoff at there, for sure. All right, Milio, before we let you go, bud, you got anything else for us, man? No, man. Just I'm glad I got to see some of it. I'm itching. Uh, I'm excited. Heck Bengals yeah, next. Anytime, anytime you spot something, man, film-wise, X's and O's, shoot it over to me in the DM. We'll talk about it, dude, for sure. All right. Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. You have a great night. Thanks, Milio. I'll see you, Jacob. Bye. Hey, that's pretty good stuff, man. We're uh, starting to see a little bit, right, Jacob? Yeah, dude. I just, like, I hate to harness my inner Ryan. The only thing that I'll say is just, once again, this is another, what do you want to call it, outing practice session where it's like you see, oh, my gosh, he can do so great. Was he perfect? No, not even close. Was he okay? Yep. Did he have some bad stuff? Yep. 
they show like that he could be like it's just I can't get anything. Every single game, every practice is like, oh, you don't know, yeah, yeah. But he's still every now and then he shows, and it's like, dude, can you just pull the trigger or just walk away? Because it's it's starting to make me upset. But anyway, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. it is one of those things. I heard Ryan again talk about it this morning where, and I really don't want to be starting to acknowledge it, but the way that the offense, uh, the front office, the defense, that they're all just kind of willing this year to be like, we're throwing our rookies out there. We're throwing people that haven't really had a lot of experience. It seems so foreign to me of the last five, six years of Packer football, maybe even longer, but it used to be, that's the way that Ted Thompson, that was the draft and develop. You, you figured out who these guys were right away within the first couple of weeks because you threw them out there. There was a sink or swim mentality. And now I'm kind of worried that it's like, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I have all the hope in the, wor- in the world still. I still think that we can be a 10-win team. But I, I am starting to now have that sneaking back of my mind suspicion saying that, like, this is just a we're throwing a spaghetti against the wall year anything that sticks. It's not that we are going to give up on the year, but we're just going to start shooting from the hip, see what works, see what people are, are can fit our offense. I, I just hate that this might be a test year and I'm starting to get that feeling that this is just a, a test to see what we have here and that we're going to go completely, maybe make a go. I, I don't know what to do. If love has a year where he's again, if the whole year is he has like 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 15 interceptions, looks okay at times, looks horrible at times. That's the worst fear for me. At the end of the year, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we pick maybe 20th overall. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Janelle, you summed it up perfect with that Watson touchdown. That was fun, absolutely. We got Garrett in the chat says – I hope Love can develop that perfect pass out of reach of the DBs and allow these receivers to climb the ladder for touchdowns. Uh, I know Goose uh, had mentioned up earlier in the chat he thinks if that was Ja, it probably would have got it probably wouldn't have got through. Good for us. There's not a lot of Jaws out there, right? Right, Goose. But I understand exactly what you're saying for sure. Um, let's see here what else we got. Uh, check this out, Jacob. This is kind of cool. We got WBKJC 600 subscribers dub. So we must have hit 600 subscribers really? on YouTube, man. That is That's freaking cool. awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Appreciate everybody supporting the channel, man. You guys are uh you guys are awesome. Um, let's see here. We got we may have another guest here in a second. They just um, I just messaged them. We'll see if they can make it on. Garrett in the chat says, Let's hope love has another gear for game day and ball out. Some guys just don't have practice intensity. Um, hey, 600. Yeah. 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 Um, let's cool. see here. It's going to be a test year, Jake. What is this? In fact, he said it best. Uh, Love needs to just show us who he is instead of having us wait. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Congrats, guys. Keep killing it. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool that we uh, we hit that goal, man. Um we're on to a thousand. That's the uh, that's the short term goal. Things are st- things are really picking up on on YouTube. And the cool thing about YouTube is there's a lot of people that are finding out that hey, we actually have a podcast too, right? We have a whole podcast network, uh, you know, with Ryan Schlipp. So on the upper left hand corner of the stream, 
if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I love podcasts, I listen to them all the time. Just scan that QR code in the upper left, and that'll link you to Packernet Podcasts. Um, awesome, awesome podcast that Ryan has put out for years. I've got a German Shepherd pup clawing at the door over here. He's trying to <laughs> I thought I heard that. <laughs> it's going to get ugly here in a second, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, we're just uh, just kind of chipping away, you know, subscribers. I'm going to have to let him in here. Jacob, take over for a second. I got you. Bill, Bill, I'm not saying that I'm hating on this being a test here or anything like that. I'm, I'm just starting to acknowledge that it could be – and I'm not saying that test year is a bad thing. I'm just saying they want to see who they have. We're one of the youngest teams in the league. If for some reason that we have a, a, a great chemistry, like I think that Musgrave, it, it could depend on whether or not Jaden Reed can take a step. Musgrave is awesome. If Jordan Love can even just be a really decent, I'm talking decent quarterback. But the biggest piece of this, in my opinion, is if our defense if our defense comes out and if they're a top 10 defense, we're going to do really well. If our defense is a top five defense, we could make the playoffs. If our defense is top three, we could actually do something that people think is insane and not possible. So, you know, I, I don't want to put all the pressure on love and I'm not trying to say that, you know, it's a make or break season, whether or not, if he stays healthy, that's the one thing. If he doesn't stay healthy, I don't know what the heck we're going to do. But I really do think that our defense is going to dictate whether or not we have even a successful year. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But plus, I just want Aaron Jones to get it, dude. Like, if anybody on this, he's probably like our biggest vet, wouldn't you say, on offense by far? Other than Bach. I say Aaron Jones is our biggest. Like, if, if, if we're going to win one for any guy, it's got to be for Jones, man. I mean, Bakhtiari. But Bakhtiari and Jones, those are the old OGs on the on the offense. I just feel like that that is if we those guys deserve to get. Jones wasn't with us to get a ring. Bakhtiari was, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. No, no, Bakhtiari doesn't have a ring. Both of them weren't. So yeah, both those dudes deserve. I mean, that would be yeah. amazing. Uh oh, look at that. Hey, hey, What's we up, got fellas? Jake Shavink in the chat. How you, or in in the uh, streamer? How you doing, Jake? I'm good. I'm good. Just like you guys, uh, minus the being live for the last 45 minutes. I've been following all these clips and just seeing, you know, um, you know, how, how things have been going, uh, which has been, which has been really fun. It, yeah. it feels like football is back and that's, and we like that. So it definitely does. Definitely does. As a matter of fact, we've actually got Tim in the house. Tim was at family night tonight. Oh, Tim, go. where you at right now? Dude? You, you ain't having a cold one somewhere. Are you? Uh, I, I had a few daddy sodas tonight. <laughs> I'm walking out of the, the sleep farm gate right now, Lambeau Field. We're just uh, walking towards uh, Lodge Kohler here where we parked. And, uh, man, I had a blast at watching Anders Carlson hit some field goals tonight, boys. <laughs> Let me check my notes. <laughs> Holy cow. I believe he was seven of eight or eight of eight of nine. Um, yeah, and the only one he missed was a Bosch snap with a bad hold. So I'm uh, oh, wow. pretty impressed with our kicker tonight under the lights in front of uh, nearly 70,000 people. So I think there's hope, guys. I think he can put his leg on the ball. I think we're doing okay. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Anything else stand out to you tonight, Tim? It's a little bit loud back there, which was expected, but anything oh, else yeah. stand out to you? I wanted to do a test to see how this would sound. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, you know, um, 
Malik East looked really nice tonight. Uh, Bo Melton had a couple nice grabs, too, on the receiving end of things, so those stood out to me. Um, and just the vibe, and making it on the scoreboard tonight was uh, something that stood out to me. <laughs> I've never been on the new uh, Jumbotron at Lambo before, so that was an experience. Like, yeah, that was really cool, man. Seeing a picture of you and your wife on the on the jumbo board for sure. We seen uh, Packer owner Bobby out there as well. Pretty cool, man. But uh, absolutely, man. This is a blast. This is my first family night. We never, my wife and I, have never done family things. So, well, really, this was a treat for us. Yeah, coming up to games for years and years, but never, never made it to a family night till tonight. That's good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, we're gonna chat with Jake here, and uh, and get his take on everything, uh, what we've learned tonight. Um, is there anything else you wanna wanna mention, plug, or anything before you hop off here? Go pack, go green and gold. Tell him daddy home. That's it, guys. <laughs> Love it, dude. Thanks Have for having night, me dude. on. Appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely See appreciate you, you too. See you later. Yeah. All right, that was Tim in Green Bay live from Lambo. It sounded like it was hopping over there, Jake. Sounded like it was hopping. Yeah, it does sound like it. I mean, I've I've I think I've been there like twice, I think, to family night, and it's always the crowd gets gets loud, and that's you know, not something you always get at the home games. That's not, you know, a dig at anybody other than Milwaukee package. Um, they know who they are. Uh, but you know, I it, it those are it's fun. It's fun for sure. And I finally got uh, another angle they of the uh, Watson touchdown. First guy down there celebrating with him. Toure. So that's nice. Fun. The guy who was the most hype was Goodson, though. Goodson took the helmet off, jumping around. Like it seems like Goodson had a really good night as well. Yeah. Picking up picking up some stuff in pass pro, like may have just took a year. Yeah. He might he might have found something. That's what's up, dude. That's what's up. Um, let's see Let's go to the chat real quick. Oh, let's see. Part of the everyday for me, Goose. All right, Musgrave. Let's see here. Let's see what they said. Janelle said Musgrave looked really good tonight. I, like I said, I seen that tweet where it sounded like there was a combo block that that sprung a touchdown, I believe, by AJ Dillon, if I heard correctly. That's kind of cool to hear, Jake. Uh, hearing the uh, the two young tight ends out there blocking a bit, and I, I know it's somewhat controlled tonight, but at the same time, man, uh, I don't know. It's it's the fact that they're keeping Musgrave out there with the number ones there. It looks like he's tied in one right now, right? Am I am I reading too much into it? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think you know they. Anytime you're picking a tight end top fifty, I feel like there's there's definite expectation there, especially when you know there's not much in the room. Uh, mm -hmm. So I I can't wait for both of the tight ends to get a ton of snaps this year. Like I have, the I think I've I've been more hyped. I will say for Packers draft picks. But to get two of what I thought were the top six, two of the top six tight ends in the draft is like extremely exciting. And a little bit of a little bit of a, a commitment to I think you're going to get a lot more of we've, we've I, I know many of you guys have talked about it. It's like, you know, get multiple tight ends out there and guys who are young and dynamic who can affect the game in different ways. If if Musgrave is going to do anything in year one, he's going to stretch you know, stress a lot of the zone coverage. He's going to stress guys. It's it's going to be, you know, horizontally or vertically. He's going to stress defenders like Watson does. So even if we get just that in year one, that's that's really exciting. So, yeah, definitely. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I was going to ask Jake, do you think that that was a clear and 
a, a clear, obvious reason as to why we were able to and willing to let guys like uh, Tanyan and um, Mercedes go to the Bears, guys that are very willing to take our scraps. And I'm not going to talk smack about these tight ends. It's not like they didn't do anything for us. Obviously, they're Packers, so I'll always love them. But you look at the with two organizations, you know, a fork in the road. One decides, you know what I'm going to do is draft two of, like you said, the two of the top six tight end prospects, arguably in the best tight end prospect league uh, draft that we've had in f- 10 years, maybe plus. Or you can do the Chicago Bears aspect where you grab a guy that's so old that all you know that he can do is you could you think that you have cement him in the fact that he's going to be a, a standalone blocker. And then another guy that of Tanyan, who a guy that never really qu- quite hit his peak. He did have that, what, 15 touchdown season or whatever, but that was basically the tip of the top for him. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think what you guys were talking about several minutes ago was just like, yeah, they're, you know, they're going younger clearly and they're going to throw people out there. Uh, I, I don't think with, with where they're going, I don't think it was like, and this is nothing to, to Tunyon. This it's it was Tunyon's awesome. It was a lot of fun. You know, like you said, he was a big part of 2020. Uh before he got hurt in 2021, he was a big part of it too. Like it, but like they're clearly like, all right, this is a new direction, this is a new era. We're going younger. We're gonna get some what they believe to be, I think, more talented guys in there. Um, who are gonna, you know, be more of a factor than just kind of like, you know, running up the seam in some space again, zone coverage like Tunyon did a lot or just just blocking like Lewis does. They want to get multifaceted guys. And they want to get they want to get younger. And they clearly did that. So I I think while the, the Bears may believe I mean, they run the ball well. So, it's, you know, I, I we can talk smack about the Bears. They run the ball well, um, no matter what. So like getting Lewis in there makes sense for them. Right. I think Green Bay is going to be a little bit more multifaceted and they want, you know, guys who can do both and I think they've got that. So definitely, definitely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun seeing these tight ends kind of develop here. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Drake. Appreciate that, buddy. Can I ask Jake one other question? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Other than Dalton Kincaid, I have not heard any other rookie tight end team talking about how they're gonna use that tight end. Maybe like like I said, as a large wide receiver, a guy that goes in motion, a guy that is so versatile that they can use him possibly, you know, they've talked about Musgrave is willing to block. He's not necessarily a good blocker, but you can put him in line out, you know, in the slot, put him in motion. He's basically a large wide receiver. And he's again, been clocked on the field as like our fastest person, which again, I, how is that possible? And what are the possibilities other than again, Buffalo with, and it's weird because it's a situation where I thought Buffalo, they didn't need a tight end with Knox when we looked at what we had with kind of like is craft our knocks is, is I guess what would have been our knocks would have been Mercedes slash. Is it a Tyler Davis? Like you see that combination. Can we utilize two tight ends? Can Buffalo utilize two tight ends? And do you see that kind of being a similar situation? Um, Yeah, I think, I think the bills, at least uh, from my, from my point of view, with the Bills selecting Kincaid, it was like now we're just gonna take the best pass catcher left. Like yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna like reach for any of the receivers that we deem like you know second or third round guys. I think it would have been very silly for them to go go get I, as much as I, I like Jaden Reed. It'd be very shocking to see like somebody like Jaden Reed go in the first round or somebody like Hyatt or you know guys like that. Yeah, where they were just like, all right, well you know we want a pass catcher. We'll get a guy who's just they're gonna flex out wide, and I think they believe Knox is gonna be a better blocker. So 
I, I imagine that the bills are going to be like, you know, if, if we've got, if we're in like 11 and a half or whatever you want to call the personnel, you know, they're probably going to be in a lot of that 11 and a half where they're going to be like, all right, well, Kincaid's the third guy out there. You know, he's a tight end, but really is he no kind of like, so they're going to do a lot of that stuff where I do think, I think you mentioned it like, you know, what Green Bay did is they're like, all right, yeah, we see Kincaid at like, I forget what he's uh, I'm so removed from the, so removed from the draft. I forget, but like Kincaid was like, uh, it's around 240, right? I know Laporte is getting some hype in camp. He's catching a lot of passes. He's under 245, right? And the Packers get yep. two guys who are above 250, right? They clearly see them as like, all right, you know, two, three years down the road. I think they believe both of them can do both. So and being big enough matters to play in line. So I think that approach for them, I think they believe Green Bay thinks that they both can be multifaceted guys. I think there are a couple reps that um, Mike Wall showed on his YouTube uh, with Musgrave working low to high as a blocker that the technique looks like it's there. It's just now working on, you know, functionally being strong enough to handle guys down there and playing in line. So I think they believe that unlike the Kincaids and maybe the mayors as well, we'll see. And, and the Laportas, they believe they've got, you know, guys who can, you know, if we're in 12, we can flex either of these guys out, no problem. We can bring bring both of them in, no problem. Like we can, you know, send out guys in motion and all that stuff to really mess with defenses with two tight ends. I think that's that's their plan. It diverges from from what others I think are going to do with their young tight ends. Gotcha. Good stuff. <clears throat> Drake in the chat. Uh, appreciate the super chat, man. Appreciate nice. you a lot. And then Drake says, Thank you guys for all your hard work, loving this channel. Hey, man, we appreciate you supporting, dude, for sure. Um, let's see. Here we go to Bill in the chat. Um, I'll be curious about our defense through the offseason, considering they have been practicing against a very young offense. Next week's practice against the Bengals will be revealing. Yeah, I mean, it, it just sucks sure. so bad, Jake, that we don't have no Joe Burrow. But at the same time, it's going to be a good test, man. That That's a solid football team, right? Yeah, it is. I think – They've they've got a lot of pass catchers too. Like they're not they're not they they added a couple more guys in the offseason, so I'm sure we're gonna see a lot of them out there. Um Charlie Jones was one of their ads, I know. Um, so yeah, I don't know if Chase or Higgins are gonna play. No clue. It feels like no. So that's unfortunate for the young guys, but I do think you know the Bengals have plenty of talent across the board. Uh but the secondary got deeper. You know, they've got three edge rushers kind of like they kind of did it like a Packers thing where they're like, yeah, we got two guys on the edge, but we'll draft Miles Murphy, you know, late in the first like that. That was a very Packers type move. So I I think they're pretty deep. I think they're going to, you know, present plenty of challenges, you know, whether or not Burrow in the, in the first team offense plays. Yeah, for sure. So. Goots in the chat says you need a love jersey on that wall, Clayton. Hey, we're talking about it, man. We're talking about it. I'm <laughs> I'm one of those people that. I'm hesitant to buy jerseys. It's hilarious saying this. I'm hesitant right. to buy jerseys. <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, I'm more into the historical jerseys. But last year, man, I had to have the Watson. And then Lucas Van Ness was just, uh, I don't know, I got fired up over that draft pick. So um, we'll get us a love one back there. I'm, I'm, which which is your favorite jersey, guys? Jacob, Jake. Um, my, I like the wide away jerseys personally. What's y'all's favorite Packer jerseys? I do. Mm, I do like the white away jerseys. They're nice. I if you're getting green, I think you got to go yellow lettering like you got there with Watson. Yeah, I think it's really yeah. clean. Yeah, Jacob? my my 
personal favorite jersey I have is my Lynn Dickey away 12 jersey because nice. everybody thinks it's the Rogers, and then you turn around and you're like, nah, That's it's the Dickey. <laughs> but <laughs> my favorite Roger, my fish, my favorite jersey of all time, which I know people hate, it's the old school, the navy with the like the brown pants. The, I, oh, I love the that. Dude. I, I love, love those jerseys. Oh, Everybody hates those jerseys. That's them, on Madden. Anytime I play Madden, those are my go-to. Give me those brown ugly socks. Just the pants, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the navy <laughs> jerseys are fine. That's just those pants. Oh, jeez. I understand, man. I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I don't. All right, I'm going to share the screen here real quick. We had another another oh, throw from go. Jordan Love. Let's go. You guys can see this, right? Oh yes. This is oh, to yes. Romeo Dobbs, and I'm just telling you, Jake, good mechanics, quick release, pretty spiral. It's right on the money, baby. Yeah. It's what you yeah. Can you see? What are you seeing here from a mechanical standpoint, Jake? Do you see anything, any flaws there? Okay, it looks um, pretty good, right? Yeah, it looks good. He He transfers weight pretty smoothly. It's yeah. it looks good. It looks a lot more comfortable uh than it did at Utah State. I think at Utah State he just he got really comfortable moving around. And yeah. that's totally fine. It it brings, you know, it brings about the comparisons that that he got. Uh what was it 3 years, 3 years plus ago now. But yeah. like when he looks more in rhythm like this, I think it's much more interesting because again, you have to play so much with rhythm passing like I, it's fun to make plays off script the nfl is very much like that now but like yeah i think i think mechanically only when he gets into trouble is when he hesitates right i think we, i think you even kind of saw it on the read throw over the middle yeah he kind of hesitated a little bit and then the feet got flat and then he's not pushing as much through yeah. that lower half and then he's just kind of you know sometimes it's kind of like ah I, my feet are flat so i gotta aim a little bit more and you can see the kind of like Ooh, I'm I'm aiming more than I'm like, you know, this is muscle memory and I'm throwing it. Yeah. I think that's the only thing mechanically that shakes me is when he's hesitant or when pressure makes him hesitant. Like that's when the lower half is, you know, when there's some conflict that that he feels around him, the lower half gets a little stiff. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, and that throw it looked nice. Good stuff. Nick in the chat says, remember how dominant the Pats were with Gronk and Hernandez, get them both on the field and cause mismatches and not mares to the defense. You know, the thing about that too, <laughs> Gronk, Gronk was just that guy that could play anywhere. And and I, I don't know about you, Jake, and I wasn't following football. I wasn't breaking down tape the way I do now. But when he came out, you had the back issue and he was kind of that fullback for a while at, at Arizona. And, uh, it was just kind of, I don't know, I mean, he's a big guy. This And I don't think anybody expected him to have the body control and balance that he ended up having. And then, of course, with the other guy, um, you know, you could use him as an H-back, and they weren't they weren't afraid to hand the ball off to him, right? That's what we were kind of hoping we were getting in DeGuara, which I don't know how you feel about DeGuara. I think a lot of people are, are beginning to give up. Um, but uh, I guess it's still a little early. But with these two tight ends, you know, Tucker Craft and uh, – and Luke Musgrave, which Tucker Graff had a good night tonight. Sounds like he uh, he showed a lot of promise. You know, granted it's a practice, but um, I don't I don't see the same dynamic between those two tight ends as I did Gronk and Hernandez. But I could definitely see it's it's almost like you you got the chance to have two Gronk type builds out there, right? I mean, Gronk was definitely made his hay receiving the football. You know, he was a he heck of a blocker too. But 
you know, what I always remember seeing is them flexing them out as the boundary X and being like, geez, old Pete, man, they got Gronk out there on that backer. And that was back when man coverage was a little more prevalent. But I don't know, man. What do you think? You see any similarities? Um, I mean, it's hard to – yeah. It's very hard to, to throw, like, comps at Gronk because, like, my gosh. Like, as much as it was, like, wild to watch Gronk make these ridiculous grabs, he also, like, blocked as well as Lewis has in his time playing like i just feel like like you said he was a fullback like he the commitment he had and i'm sure i'm sure you know going to the patriots you know the patriot way had very much of an influence on on how he blocked but like just it's just a brick wall he 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 was a third tackle out there would be to be that nimble too it's just nuts i think i think with musgrave you're still looking more like i think it'd be nice to have like a greg olson out of one of these two, uh, put some decent but not too crazy expectations out there. I think it'd be nice to have that uh, between the two of them. And, and kind of, yeah, I think Hernandez isn't a bad one for, you know, on-field comp for for like a craft, I think, would be, you know, as well. So I think if you can kind of get in that realm for both. Not off-field comp. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's why. That's why I was very specific. Um, but like you know, I think at least from what you see is that both are like willing and have some technique as blockers, and that's important coming in. And I think you know, I think with this tight end class, you know, it was very evident how talented everybody was, and so I like, I would love to be in twelve a lot in twelve personnel a ton this year. Same. That'd be so much fun. Do I think we're going to see it a lot? Probably not. I think we'll probably see it more in 2024 would be my guess uh, yeah. when they're both a little more comfortable out there. But uh, it just fires the imagination when you got two of these guys, doesn't it? Yeah, no doubt. You got Bryce Ford in the chat here. Jacob says the Bears shocked the world this year. The Bears shocked the world this year. Let me hit him with this. What does that mean? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> what does that mean, though? Is like that shocking the world winning six games. That means they're going to have the number two overall pick instead of the number one. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Okay. And that would be pretty shocking, actually. So, yeah. Anyway, hey, I'll say this, Bros. Thanks for swinging by, man. It's obvious that your uh, your hey. team doesn't have any good streams going right now, right? So, <laughs> um, so as they, <laughs> they were too busy looking at that water balloon fight that the Bears posted on socials today. So, oh gosh! Where Fields oh, yeah. missed the guy from hey, about you know I don't know what? ten feet away. So. I'm, glad, I'm glad you don't like to see that. You don't like Bryce. To don't go anywhere, Bryce. Don't go anywhere. We're gonna find that clip. Oh, Jacob, no. what what else you want to cover real quick, man? Uh, nothing. Just cheesehead Murph popped into the chat just in time to say Justin Fields is highly overrated. I love how he's just being real simple and like to the point about it. Right. Nice job, cheese. I like it. Now, nah, I mean, I uh, again, I will just say that, um, like Ryan talked about, you hate to be the guy that's like, okay, well, we've went through this step. Let's look to the next step. I have been enjoying the off season. I enjoyed the draft. I've enjoyed the OTAs, the mini camps. I, I, I've liked. I would have wanted to have seen literally more of this broadcast. So maybe Packers, let's work on that. Just logistically, it's so stupid. The Chiefs literally live stream their 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 
practices. And that's why they don't win Super Bowls. I was going to say, have the Chiefs had any success lately that's worth shaking a stick at? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) What does it hurt if you, like, as a GM, if you know, like, okay, we're going to have a practice live streamed. You don't, you can't tell me that you don't have the capability to, like, just sugar your, your playbook a little bit. Like, maybe just not show <laughs> your your end-all, be-all, like, plays. Like, all you got to do is just run a couple – just run stuff you don't ever – you'll never run again. Just run it just so we can see it and have something to talk about. I just – I don't understand. Oh, dear. Anyways, yeah. uh-oh. This, is, this uh-oh. is not a good – this is not a good miss, man. Quick. Bryce, man, you never, you never miss. knew you'd have it, man. You hop in a package. Oh, this yeah, is not got, a good miss, man. We got we some, uh, some live this. footage for you. I wish we could play it in slow motion, but here we go. Let's see, let's see what uh, Mr. Justin Watch Fields the elbow got. rotation here. Oh, no, I, I, I feel like, Look. you know, I just feel like we got to hit this one. Yeah, break down the tape for us here, Jake. What are we seeing here now? I, I feel like, you know what? The shoulders are square. I just don't know what happened. This is just a, it's just a straight-up execution issue with the, with the throw itself. I heard he has small hands. I don't know. <laughs> maybe the did it explode when he threw it? It looked yeah. it could this oh, yeah. maybe it did. Yeah. You gotta have touch, then, man. You gotta have touch. Yeah. You can't be yeah. throwing 90 miles an hour up there. You know, you're not you're not squeezing a split fingered fastball. You gotta, I have, what you that gotta is. be what, some finesse. What's that look right there? That's crouching tiger, I think. <laughs> tiger. I think I about says something bad, man. Oh no, I was gonna I knew you were <laughs> I think you if you noticed. You were thinking of the same movie I was. <laughs> oh yeah, Bryce. Uh, Bryce says that Fields is going to throw for over 4K this year. Goose probably returned 4K in return interception yards. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> hey, maybe you know, maybe the Bears will finally have a 4,000 yard passer. Maybe it could happen. Year, who knows? It could happen. It could. You never know. Right. I mean, they could be down so much that he does get 4,000 yards. So, like, you know, I they have to play imagine, behind, which like, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, Bryce, it's all, again, it's great that you're here, but imagine actually, at the end of the day, thinking that Jay Cutler was the best quarterback you guys ever had in the history of your franchise, and pretty much, that's what it was, bro. I mean, you could argue a few of the guys that were around in like the 40s and 50s. Sid Luckman was that dude. I was going to say, Sid Luckman's your guy. He was that dude. Maybe Rex Grossman? He was that dude. No, 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 no. Definitely not him. No, no, no. <laughs> let's put him. In, let's put old Bryce in timeout. Bryce, go to the corner, man. There, there we go. Um, let's see. Let's see here. There was something. Oh, I was going to tell you guys. So the the attendance tonight sixty five thousand two hundred and twenty two. That's pretty good. Mm, not quite seventy thousand. That's too pretty bad. good. T- I love it. Only the Packers fans would go. Man, we didn't hit seventy thousand. Yeah, like, no, that's it's kind of strange. I know that for yeah. sure. There was more people watching. Seven. There was more people watching the live stream at Boz's than were ever been at a Packers camp or a Bears camp for sure. Like for sure. The whole camp, all of them, every no. single day stacked together. And the Green Bay Packers can get that in one scrimmage. Just think about that. Yeah. Look at Goose going straight for the kill shot over here, man. I love it. That that's that still shot we have. Fields practicing the position defenses will have him in all here. Hey, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis might have to play tackle. <laughs> Seriously. All right. As we get ready to wrap up, here's Paul Brettle, yeah. Paul Brettle's quick thoughts after tonight's practice. Sweet. Jordan Love settled in well after early incompletions. Musgrave's playmaking was on display. Kraft's best day as a pass catcher. Brooks, Wooden, 
Wyatt flashes past rushers. Excellent night for Carlson. Linebackers playing well versus the run. Love it, love it, love it, love nice. it, love it. Jake, any parting thoughts as we get ready to wrap this thing up? We're at a, an hour and 20 minutes, and this is the point in the night where I say I've got to go downstairs and save my marriage. So what you got, man? Um, you know, what, one, two, three – Six sleeps until uh, preseason football <laughs> for the Packers. That's it. That's all I got. That's that's it. That's Is that Friday, Friday night? It's Friday night. It's going to be a Friday night. We'll be, be doing a post-game show, and then the goal be will be maybe by Sunday, do a little chalk talk and break a few things down, see what we got. Heck yeah. Jacob, what you got, buddy? No, man, like Jake said, uh, I'm just – I'm counting the days. <clears throat> Friday night's going to be a big, a big night. Um, just excited that we can actually watch it on TV, that it won't be blacked out. We can hopefully have a proper post game where we can have a lot of uh, good highlights and clips. And then that next day, Saturday, personally for me, I'm jumping out of an airplane with my grandfather. So I'm going to be all jacked up that weekend. I'm excited. That's going to kick off. And then like after that, I mean, it's, it's full bore go. Oh, can I mention one thing? Can I do a shameless plug Clayton? Yeah, no, go ahead, man. So uh, Packernet Fantasy Podcast, we are going to be ready to go, probably doing an episode in the next two or three days. Oh. Um, but we have a uh, a really cool – we wanted to make – so we have our regular fantasy Packernet league. It's just kind of your traditional standards uh, draft, regular scoring, regular starts and sits. But we wanted to do something a little bit different this year, so we did the PFP Extreme League. It's a 14-player PPR – two defensive man, super flex league. So it's like, Whoa. it's almost too much. Um, and you're going to probably like, it's not going to, and it's $20 buy-in. So like if I win, if the guys win, all of our stuff's going to either the um, F, uh, Fertile Ground Ranch or some sort of charity. If you guys win, you guys win it. You take that money. I want to say it's a good, it's a good pot. I'll, I'll get you the exact details. Justin's making a graphic. We're going to put that out tomorrow. So, um, we've got pretty much everybody coming back from year one of the regular Packernet Fantasy League. But if you want to get into the extreme Packernet Fantasy League, it's going to be fun. Like I said, 14-man PPR, two defensive players, super flex. It's a lot going on there. We're going to have a draft Wednesday the 30th, which is my birthday. The 31st will be the other draft for the next league. So if you guys want to get in that, get in it. I'll share a league uh, link for that tomorrow. So that's it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Very nice. All right. As we wrap up here, J- uh, Jeff in the chat says, Brooks and Wooden Flash and oh boy, love it. Janelle says, I love this right here. Janelle <laughs> says, I have to get some sleep getting up early to go to a reptile show. And then Goose immediately comes back and says, say hi to my, to my ex-wife, Janelle. <laughs> and Janelle says, that Goose, I'll look for the ugliest reptile. So this, is, this is off the rip. This is why we never go longer wow. than an hour, Jacob. This right here. This is Yeah. Hey, I've actually been to a reptile uh, convention. Don't ask me why. It was in Nashville. It was a fun day. I had a really good time. Overcame my fear of snakes. There you go. That's good. That's large snakes. Really large snakes. No, no, can't. No, no. I can't do that. (laughs) I'm glad that you overcame it, though. That's really good. I can't do that. There's no chance. I remember being roughly six, seven years old. Right. We lived in a trailer, this is a true story, trailer park in a little community called Springfield, Kentucky, right? This is in Cumberland, Kentucky. You can look it up. The trailer's still there, believe it or not. And I remember my dad and a couple of his buddies would go into the woods and they would catch rattlesnakes. 
And they would, we were, listen, we were pole, P.O. pole. We were so poor. To, and, and he would bring the rattlesnakes back, toss them out in the backyard. Of course, they would skin them. And he would sell the, the skin to a guy who made rattlesnake skin boots. And then he would take the rattler and turn them into earrings and sell them. So we've come a long way. Mama, we made it. All right, that's all I got to say. Mama, we made it. But good times. All right. Um, Dakota in the chat, our other Tennessee guy. <laughs> Snake bots aren't too bad. Hope you're good. <laughs> oh. One time right. I read a, a, a quote real quick, and we'll get out of here. It said something to the point of, which I can only picture the guy is the 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 guy that Clayton's talking about. He goes, if a man with rattlesnake boots with an earring is slowly peeling an apple with a knife and he eats it while just listen to whatever he says and just trust him (laughs) because whatever he's saying is the truth. I just immediately had three guys from my childhood pop up. in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There you go. The perks went up in a, in a buyer family. Jake, dude, I don't know why you got on here with us, but we appreciate it, buddy. We really do. Hey, football's almost here, so you know. Jake extended the chat for this stream for like 40 minutes now, as soon as he jumped on. This is the point I get to every time, Jake, where I'm trying to say, hey, thanks, everybody. We're out of here. And Ryan and Jacob will not stop looking at the chat, and they just laugh the entire time. So, (laughs) I mean, the the chat is getting a little off the rails, but it's – So that's it. it. We're out of here. We're done. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to thank everybody. Uh, for uh, for coming and hanging out with us for sure, man. We uh, we hit an all time high live viewers. I think it was fifty three, I believe, which is Let's awesome. Go. I want to thank. Let's I go. believe I wrote it down. Drake, Drake, thank you for the uh, super chat, man. Appreciate you supporting the stream, Jake. Said, thank Murph. you. We got Jake, Jacob, Drake. This is hard to keep up with. Jake, thank you for dropping in with us, yeah. man. Anytime. Um, Jacob, quit looking at the chat, but I do appreciate <laughs> you, buddy. Thank you for hanging out tonight. Um, we got the. Uh, the no stream ran over with early and we got into some good stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be dropping some videos. We'll probably go live again tomorrow. Tomorrow's Sunday, right? Am I thinking right? Yeah. yeah Stop looking at it, Jake. Jeez, goose. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> I told you, Jake. Goose. Don't, don't look, man. Don't look. Jeez. All right. All right. So um, tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow night we'll do our weekly, our weekly recap with Ryan Schlipp if we can wake him up. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll try to get him awake for that. So just one last thing I want you all to take home with you before we uh, get out of here. 65%. 65%. Never forget, we need 65% of those snaps for Aaron Rodgers in New York, all right? Oh, Manifest, boy. speak, believe, all those things that the 12 used to preach because uh, – <laughs> What we want, what we want is the Jets. We want Aaron to play sixty-five percent of the snaps, not win a single game, right? And then we're going to. This is the, we're we're looking at the playoffs. All right, that's the goal here, guys. It's real simple, right? Uh, and I know some of you just went uh, playoffs. Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game, another game. Amen. Another game. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Appreciate Amen. you. Everybody on the pod, appreciate you making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be things we want to see in the world and go back. Go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, he drive down on the first man who is inside. 
fullback, we tell him to take the first man outside the offensive tackle. No one shows. He goes right by them and feels inside. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. 